This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. It's all songs considered. I am here in the studio with Lars Gottridge and happy to be here with you, Lars. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you, Bob. Indeed. We get together. Oh, you know what? Oh, what? The, the, the Bill Orcott Tiny Desk that you helped produce just a few weeks ago went, went online. And uh, I have been in love with both that moment, which is one of the loudest Tiny Desk concerts we ever did. Well, Bill, Bill, when he came into the office, he said, how loud can we be? <laughs> And Josh Ferguson, who is our audio engineer, yeah. he said, well, do any of you sing or, or talk? He's like, no, it's all instrumental. He's like, oh, you can be as loud as you want. Then they go through about a minute, and Josh is like, maybe turn it down just like a little bit. Uh, but if, if you haven't watched it, Bill Orcutt is a guitarist and musician who's been around for four decades. He's had lots of different projects and bands, and last year he released a record called Music for Four Guitars, where he basically wrote these little miniature pieces and he self-dubbed himself. But then he went on a short tour with a kind of a who's who of experimental guitar. And I was like, Bob, uh, <laughs> I don't get to bring in too many artists to the tiny desk, especially the weirder ones. But yeah. this one, this one I know is going to be special. And uh, it very much was. Absolutely. So that those are a few times every once in a while we get together in the office and this is one of them. We're starting to do the show at the top of every month uh, together for on All Songs Considered. And it's really in your Viking spirit that yeah. I pull a couple of cuts from and you pull uh, a handful as well. So that's And you try about. to meet me where I am with kind <laughs> of like the more ambient and uh, kind of like a, a more experimental music. Yeah, so there's a nice little little repartee going happen, yeah. going to happen. Let me here. see if I get you completely wrong. You're going to tell me. Okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What are you going to... You start off. What do you got? They're starting off loud, Bob. <laughs> the first piece of music from Julie Christmas under her own name in 13 years. Julie Christmas... And that's a real... real that's Yeah, that's her name. Of, that's yeah. her actual name, Julie Christmas. Uh, she's a Brooklyn-based musician. She was in these bands called Made Out of Babies and Battle of Mice. In the, uh, like, <laughs> and this was like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And then she put out a solo album 13 years ago. That was the last time. And she's done some stuff here and there, but nothing under her own name. And she just has... Like, imagine if Mike Patton and Bjork had a child. <laughs> like, that's that's kind of her voice. It's the kind of voice that's, like, extremely piercing, very exacting. Yeah. But, like, you feel like something is getting ripped out of you at the same time. <laughs> Let's do this. This is uh, not enough. <laughs> okay. No rest for the 
good morning, Lars. <laughs> <laughs> I I not heard Julie Christmas before, and besides loving the vocals and the energy mm -hmm. and the and the and the dramatic builds and ups and downs, the drummer is what slayed me. I mean that <laughs> the, there was just the rim shots going, and that was propelling enough. But when he kicked in or she kicked in, wow. Yeah. Very good. It's uh, Chris Enriquez, uh, who's a member of Spotlights. And this is just a single. There's no mention of like any more than this. But like the, the band that she put together for the single is like members of Cult of Luna, Kailasa, and Spotlights. And uh, the other percussionist who kind of plays a lot of instruments, his name is Andrew Schneider. He's kind of a recording engineer of some renown in New York. He also has a band called Pigs. And he does the kind of the auxiliary percussion on this track. So, and apparently he wrote the song but you know it's one of those things where it's like it was obviously written for this person to sing because the way that julie christmas uses her voice is just so elastic and yet piercing uh, at the same time right because it's yeah, yeah. like her voice does a lot but it like hits you like right between the sternum i really want julie christmas to make more music i hope she does that's amazing i i, I don't know how you write a song for someone like that. Like, they're going to make it their own. Right. And I guess you, I don't know, Do you? it's kind of a little blueprint, and then you know that they're going to take it. And, they and must have. I mean, I know that Julie has guested on a Pig's record huh. from Andrew Schneider. So, like, they've worked together before. But, yeah, this song was made for Julie Christmas, so I'm really glad that it's out. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been saving this, this next pick, which is my pick. I've been saving this for this show, so I, I think uh, three three weeks or so. Because I oh, I okay. thought you I thought you'd like it. So it's got a wash of guitar sounds, which is the first reason I thought you'd like it. And then the band itself is called Body Wash, which okay, sure, uh, yeah, Body uh, Wash you, of you, Guitars. Right. Do, do, do you know this, uh, this? I've seen the name around, okay. and but, uh, but that's about it. Okay, good. Yeah. So maybe maybe hopefully turn you on to something. Cool. Uh, you like it? It's a Montreal-based duo. Chris Stewart, Rosie Long. Dector are the two artists, and I, I want to play a song called Perfect Blue, which is the sound and texture they were aiming for, a perfect blue between a wash of synths and, and a wash of guitars. Okay. It was complicated to explain this song and its origins, so I reached out to Chris Stewart and, and thought it best come from him, and so we're going to hear Chris Stewart introduce us uh, to the song called Perfect Blue. Thanks so much for spinning Perfect Blue in your show today. I'm half British and half Japanese, but live in Canada, and as a result, it's often been tough to establish a firm sense of where I'm from. I've had to become comfortable with the idea that you're both, and never quite one or the other. But fortunately, there's been this wave of great Asian-American artists, Japanese Breakfast and Mitsuki, to name a few, weighing in on this fragmented sense of identity. I watched Satoshi Kon's 1997 cult anime, Perfect Blue, during the 2020 lockdown, and in a roundabout way, it helped me accept that I've spent a lot of time being what people want me to be, culturally speaking. Sometimes all you can do is crank the fuzz pedal to 11 and find acceptance in the noise that you create. There is no perfect blue, but there is a sense of renewal, a catharsis that can be found in shoegaze music, and that's probably what drew me to it in the first place.
I like that. Oh, good. And kind of, I know he said that he talked about um, the anime film. The anime film, which I haven't watched Perfect Blue in a long time. I'll have to rewatch it. It's a, it is a beautiful piece of film. But he he talked about his love for like British shoegaze, and I'm I'm sure he's thinking of people like My Bloody Valentine and Ride. But the the thing that immediately popped to mind when I was listening to that, uh, did you ever hear of this band called Love's Lies Crushing? No. They are a band from Michigan, primarily in the 90s. They are also a duo, whereas like somebody was the singer, then somebody was the guitarist and the did drum loops and things like that. And a lot of what they did was kind of in this vein where it's just like extremely lush and chunky and it didn't necessarily have to be a song. You could just kind of mm-hmm. like dive into the deep cool. of, of, of the texture. What years was this? This would have been in the 90s. Okay. They kind of kept going. and, and But then through kind of like the lines of like Massive Attack uh, with kind of like the nice little trip hop yeah. uh, like uh, beats going underneath it. Yeah, I was into that. That was good. So Body Wash is the band. Perfect Blues is song. Uh, I Held the Shape While I Could is a record came out just a few weeks ago. So Cool. Yeah. I'm, I should, I'm looking forward to listening to more of it. Awesome. Where are we going? We're going to go to Vietnam. Um, there's this uh, collective of musicians who uh, record under the name uh, Ran Cap Duy. Uh, it's a collective based out of Vietnam. I, I discovered them a few years ago. They've been around since, I think, like 2015. And they're kind of one of those amorphous collectives that where it's kind of like some of their records are like extremely noisy. Some of them are like really drum heavy. Uh, some of them are kind of shoegazy. But last year, they kind of put out their proper debut album, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that means, uh, after they've released so much other music. But yeah. their first statement. Yeah. This is the follow-up, and it kind of, the name of the record is, it's the uh, asterisk one. Um, and the number one. Yeah. And the number one. And this kind of like collapses all the worlds of Ran Cap Dui into something that feels like, you know what I thought of when I was like, have you ever wondered what it would be like to be inside of an explosion in slow motion. Not until you just mentioned uh, <laughs> <laughs> it. I didn't, yeah. That experience is Ron Capdui. Uh, here's the track of What Cherubs.
So uh, yesterday I put this on. I was in a really lousy mood. Oh, and it, and it, and it really stretched my patience and, and everything. It just was like, no, I can't. Yeah. And today, wow. Oh, so you're in a much better mood today. That's right. good. Well, I could, I could go on the adventure with them. The, yeah. the, the, the stop starts and stuff was just, it felt so annoying yesterday. And today it was like, where are we going? Where are we going? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the inside the explosion thing. I get what you're saying. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, it goes every which way. And, but doesn't let you forget where you came from, which is like kind of the trick because there's a lot of music like this, right? Where it gets like very uh, ecstatic and uh, all over the place kind of electronic music that uh, doesn't have like a center. And I like a lot of that stuff too, don't get me wrong. But when you are able to kind of like bring it back to kind of like the central mode mm -hmm. uh, in a way that doesn't feel cheap. That's the trick. That's what makes this uh, Ron Cup Dewey like very interesting to me. Do you ever play drums before? Uh, very badly. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the past two songs we've played or, that you've picked, I just think you would probably love making banging sounds. I, you know, I, I tap on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Speaking of uh, playing and stuff, I, I noticed a video of, of you recently of you sitting on a porch playing a guitar. Oh. <laughs> and so we're going to take a break and we come back and I'm going to play a song that, uh, again, I thought you would really love and, uh, well, it turned out you, you actually already... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm already there. <laughs> You're already there. So uh, take a quick break. You're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor BritBox, helping people discover a world of British TV, including new original drama Time, starring Jodie Whittaker, Tamara Lawrence, and Bella Ramsey. Streaming at BritBox.com slash NPR. Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Ah, the satisfying sounds of more sales in your business. And from the sound of it, your business is growing. But you shouldn't have to pay more to scale your business. With Stamps.com, you can import orders from wherever you sell online, find the lowest rates with the fastest delivery times, and instantly deliver tracking updates to your customers and stock up on supplies. Get started at Stamps.com today with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan in the studio with Lars Godridge. We're having fun. We made a lot of noise in the first part of the show. We have, but I think we're going we're gonna to slow it down just a bit. We did. So I was listening to this guitar music, and before the break I said, I, I saw you fiddling around on an acoustic guitar. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, this is going to be wonderful. Hayden Pedigo, Lars is going to love this. <laughs> and then I, so I send it to you. And, uh, and you sent me back that you had already written a review about it on our Not Playing blog. Well, and I've been writing about him for 10 years. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> Come on, Bob. Oopsie, Bob. <laughs> so why don't you tell me your passion for Because I just thought his guitar was just a very beautiful thing. And I live around Tacoma Park, right. which is where uh, sort of the origins of some of these sounds 
I mean, he, he's from? got quite a story. He started playing guitar when he was a teenager, and uh, I actually bought his first cassette tape like 10 years ago wow. uh, and wrote about it somewhere. I forget where. He says that I wrote about it at NPR, but I can't find it. Mm. But he, he remembers. So he'd gotten into like some like solo guitarists, but then he discovered John Fahey when he was like uh, 15 or 16 years old. And it was like, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> um, like he basically self-taught and just kind of watched a lot of videos. And those early recordings, they're very much from like a, a, a beginner, like somebody. But it was the way that he was playing them was still like very exciting. Like like it was very promising. I could hear something in and it. And there were unusual tunings and, and, right. and <clears throat> melodies and, and textures all happening on this uh, acoustic guitar, which is what Fahey's claim to fame. Right, right. Game. So over the past decade, Hayden has been developing that craft and his approach to his guitar has changed, but I still think he retains the uh, tenderness that I found so mm. endearing about those early recordings. And he's also had like a wild life, like outside of music. As a joke, he ran for like a local political board in, in, Texas. In, in Amarillo, Texas, where he's from. But he made himself like a meme out of it. And But then he started to take it seriously because he was actually really cared like what happened in his hometown. There's a documentary that came out about it as well. <laughs> he also uh, wears quite the outfits. <laughs> and yeah, and, and that's the thing. He He's almost like an Andy Kaufman-like character. Oh, he's like, good. has this like madcap personality when he's on a screen but when you meet him in person when you listen to his music he's actually quite very zen-like <laughs> cool let's play the song elsewhere uh it comes from a record called the happiest times i ever ignored and this is hayden padigo <laughs> Thank you. 
Bob, we done drifted into the sunset. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, after being in the fire and the explosions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hayden Pedigo as uh, the artist. I, I, it's funny, not funny, loving both of those extremes of music, of, of what the, you know, the songs we played in the first part of the show and then this. What's the connection in your brain as to why these two very different things excite your musical taste? Because it's, it's sort of what's behind Viking Choice and all the curation you do over these many years. I've spent a lifetime trying to figure that out, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's come to a conclusion today. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, a lot of it is uh, volume is important to me as someone who, I think I've shared this on the show before, but I, I'm actually half deaf, which I don't think a lot of people know, mm-hmm. but I was born half deaf in my left ear. And so the way that I experience music is presumably different than other people. I, I don't know. I, I right. wouldn't know. Volume is like a very important component of music to me because I can feel it. I am just putting it out there, wear head, always wear earplugs, it shows. I yes, always yes, wear yes. <laughs> um, And, you know, I don't crank it too loud at home or whatever, but it's important for me to, like, feel the music. But on the flip side of that, I do need music that can help kind of, like, soothe, you know, my anxieties mm-hmm. or help me to kind of, like, reach a, another consciousness um, just through music alone. And so this kind of music does both of those things, right? And, like, the extreme music gives me a, a different form of consciousness than, you know, a, a quieter, more ambient kind of music. Basically just anything that just wants to explore the possibilities of sound. Yeah, and and they're also just sort of draw. even though that's a quiet thing, there's there's a drama and right. landscape, soundscape, whatever you want to call it, to, to that music that lets your mind, uh, at least my mind, I know, wander in wonderful ways. So, and, and I think... That other stuff does it too. It does it less for me than it does for you. <laughs> sure, uh, but I, I I get it. I want to take us from the sort of plucky strings of uh, Hayden Pedigo and and uh, and Texas, where he's from, to uh, Balmoray. They are um, also Texas. They are violin, cello, piano, drums, bass. Uh, on this record that we're going to play, uh, there's um, some wind instruments here. The group is uh, Rob Lowe. On guitars and piano, Michael Muller on guitar and bass, Aisha Burns uh, on violin and uh, cellist Clarice Jensen. Uh, I want to play a song. Uh, they have a saxophone player on it. I listened to the song. It's Sam Gendel, isn't it? It is. We're going to talk so, about Sam Gendel after this is done. Okay, yeah. but but in a nutshell, <laughs> why did you know it was him? He has a certain way with his. He manipulates his sax- saxophone, and he has a very he has a drifting sensibility to the way that he puts effects on a saxophone that is just so immediately identifiable to me. Awesome. So let's listen for that. Uh, I'm going to play a song called Step, Step, Step.
So is it the little puppy sounds that with <laughs> with Sam? Gendel? Yeah, I, I, I guess you call them puppy sounds. <laughs> sure, <laughs> uh, Sam Gendel, right? Uh, yeah, Sam right. Gendel. He's yeah, he's playing. He has a very distinct style of, of the way that he plays the saxophone, where he's running it through effects. Where, like I said, it sounds kind of like the horn is drifting in a in a kind of like a warped way. Yeah. I've been really fascinated by his music. All of his music kind of. It doesn't all sound the same, but you can just kind of like catch the idea like very quickly. I need to like do something uh, about him because okay. I, th- I think he's an interesting guy. But I, I immediately recognized his his sound in, in that very beautiful track. I didn't know that Balmer Ray had signed to Deutsche Grammophon. This is the second record on Deutsche Grammophon. That's so wild crazy. to me. For like, those that don't know it, that's a, like a classical record label forever. The standard like bearer. The, 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 the standard bearer, the gold standard right. of like classical yeah. music. And I didn't know that they basically signed a post-rock band. Uh, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, very much so. So uh, the album is called Pendant World. Uh, it comes out June 16th from uh, Balmeray. And uh, that was Step, Step, Step. And I really love it. And I've listened to other cuts from this uh, this Texas group and. And it's really beautiful record. So here we go. Good things to come. Yeah. More good things to come from you here right now. So uh, I guess we're learning a lot about Lars Gottrich in this episode because (laughs) (laughs) this next one is very personal that I have to close out the show. I'm the son of a Swedish immigrant and uh, a Norwegian who was born in America. And uh, I grew up in the church. And I grew up very heavily in, like, the Christian rock world Mm -hmm. of, like, especially the 90s. But I especially grew up on a lot of, like, basically the Christian rock pioneers of, like, the 60s and 70s when it was taboo for Christians to play, you know, the devil's music. (laughs) So, like, Larry Norman is probably the most popular name that people might know. Even my mom, she played in kind of like a a Christian rock band uh, in New Jersey in, in like, the 70s. And so... In, in America, that was called the Jesus Movement, where a bunch of like hippies decided they wanted to reject the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and kind of basically embrace Jesus. But they brought like their hippiness to it, and they also started playing music. And I had no idea that literally on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, in the country of Sweden. There was this whole other like Christian rock scene happening mm-hmm. in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. First got wind of it last year. There was this great compilation that came out last year uh, called Traust, uh, Swedish Christian Grooves, 1969 to 1979. I absolutely love this compilation. Uh, it's basically just like a bunch and of... And you only learned about this recently? I had no, your music? I had no idea. I, I had this. no idea. Like, it's it's thrilling for me. I can't me. wait like, to what, hear what you're going to play, but keep going. Yeah. So, uh, so th- that compilation is great. I highly recommend it. The same label, Subliminal Sounds, which typically puts out obscure, like, psychedelic records, they decide to follow it up very quickly with a book. And so I brought the book with me here today. It is over 300 pages. Let me see the front. Yeah. So it's a finger pointing up to heaven, and there's a cross next to it. The name of the book is Gramophon. <laughs> it's actually in Swedish, so I wrote myself a pronouncer. Gramophon Mihonin, and it is 777 covers of private press Christian music from the country of Sweden spanning 30 years. Wow, so these are like album or 45 covers f- yeah. for uh, songs that have come out. And 777 significant? So, uh, uh, so like, uh, to quote the Pixies, if man is five, the devil is six, then God is seven. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
And so I'm like freaking out. There is this whole other world uh, that I had no idea about. And I showed this to my mom yeah. and she freaked out. And then we she actually- She was not aware either. She was not aware either, even though she was part of it, at least in the US. Yeah. Let's, let's put the name of the book and so forth on, on the web page. Yes, we yeah. will definitely. And there are interviews with some of the bands. It's conducted in Swedish, but they have the translations okay. in the back of the book. Part of me was like, I wonder if I'm going to see my dad's family band in this, this book. It's not. <laughs> yeah. I kind of half expected because my dad's, dad, my grandfather, uh, had a family band. And they technically started in Sweden, but didn't start recording until they moved to the U.S. So maybe that's, that's the, reason the reason it doesn't count. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but I don't know. This is thrilling for me. It's I, I feel like I'm learning uh, uh, about a different part of my history through this book. And there, it's not, there aren't even that many words in it. I'm just like enjoying looking at all these pictures and all these people. And I showed it to my parents, as I said, and my dad kind of recognized a few of them. He wasn't allowed to listen to rock music. He was very, very strict, you know, family that way. But he, he pointed out a couple and there was one in there is like, yeah, that was a really goofy guy. <laughs> so there's like a mix of like, there's like gospel music, there's vocal music, there's some rock, there's some folk, uh, there's some jazz, there's a little bit of everything in this book. But in addition to all of this, there's a compilation that came out last year, but there's also, they also put a, a second digital compilation just on Bandcamp. You can also find it on streaming services and stuff like that. And it's kind of like more of a selection from the book of the stuff that's represented in the What book. do they call the collection on Bandcamp? The collection on Bandcamp is also called Gramophone Miholnen, uh, okay. a selection of Swedish Jesus music, 1967 to 1982. <laughs> I'm really eager to hear this. It, it runs the gamut, really, like truly. And, like, and I'm sure if they actually did listen to all 777 albums, I'm sure a lot of it was awful because a lot of it was. And it's private. Like that's, that's why a lot of it's private press because they'll make like 50 or 100 copies to basically to hand out to friends and family at their yeah. church or whatever. Right. And the quality is going to vary. But there's always a gem, right? Yeah. That's why the reissue community has exploded, especially in the last 10, 20 years. Why labels like Light in the Attic and Numero Group are so successful, because they're digging up like real treasures of things that weren't popular when they were made. But like with new ears, we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this existed. Mm-hmm. So, of the many things I could have picked, I was especially drawn to this group called the Altos, which was, according to the interview that I've read in the book, were two sisters from Finland who had immigrated to Sweden. They met in a coffee shop. Uh, they started making music together. They sang in Swedish and Finnish and poor English, basically, <laughs> like not very good English. And then eventually they been. I guess they moved to Minnesota at some point, but they got their start in Sweden. The song I'm going to play <laughs> is in Swedish. You'll have to forgive me. I don't know any Swedish, which is like kind of like the, the guilt that I, I bear. We'll put uh, the title on the line <laughs> on the all songs. Um, but uh, I'm going to do my best. Shana de V-A-N, which translates as, do you know a friend? The song kind of like reminds me if like the Velva Underground backing uh, the Mamas and the Papas. <laughs> it's very loose. Uh, but it's groovy. You could dance to it if you wanted to, but like the the sister vocals are kind of sultry for like a Christian rock band. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Uh, this has been like kind of like a the, these records. This book is kind of like a eureka moment for me personally, and I. I don't know if anybody else has interest in this kind of stuff at all, but the book itself is just like a beautiful coffee table book to flip through if you have interest in that. That's fantastic. And, and you know, 
I love when there are things that people are so into that you are, as an outsider know nothing about it. And I'd love to find what that fascination is, even though I may not get into the music. I may not. I just love the fact that they found this unity and they're, they're the, these people who just joined together in there and made a culture out of it. And so I don't want to hesitate anymore because I want to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear what this is up to. But thanks for doing this. We'll do this every month if, as long as we can. Yeah. Every month. Awesome. I'm here. At the top of the month. I'm here with Lars Godridge and um, Bob Boylan. And take care, everybody. From PR Music, it's all songs considered. This message comes from Capital One, offering commercial solutions you can bank on. Your business faces specific challenges and unique opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services, custom tailored to your short and long-term goals. Backed by the expertise, strategy, and resources of a top 10 commercial bank, a dedicated team works with you to support your success and help achieve your goals. Explore the possibilities at CapitalOne.com slash commercial. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. In any great story, there's a moment. 
that sparks your curiosity tells you there is more to uncover. How how did this happen? How did we get here? That's where Embedded comes in. We are NPR's home for documentary journalism. Immersive and intimate stories. I was stone-cold speechless. Nothing will ever, 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 ever be the same here. Find Embedded wherever you get your podcasts.